Welcome to Awakening Genius. This is a podcast and community dedicated to your inspiration and your elevation so that you can live fully creatively expressed. I'm your guide, Dijon. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned in to get lifted. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite y'all into something very special. If you resonate with this energy that we're expressing here, then this is something that you will probably enjoy. It's an opportunity to deepen with our community and expand your current network of creatives. We now have a program here at Awakening Genius that is designed to help you embody the infinite creative potential that you have. We all have equal amounts of creative possibility living within us, and it's our work to embody it and ground it so that we can consciously co-create a world together. Now, some of us don't identify with the label artist, but being an artist is not about whether you express yourself through a specific medium like painting or drawing. Being an artist is the level of presence you hold when you do anything. That's why an original painting is infinitely more valuable than a print because the artist actually interacted with that painting and infused it with their energy and consciousness. Art is an energetic transmission and it's not limited to the things we traditionally think of as art. When your grandmother cooks you a meal and infuses it with love, that is artistry in action. So inside of the Awakening Genius container, You learn how to cultivate high vibrational energy into the temple of your body through yogic practices. And then you will practice wielding that energy through creative exercises with community and play shops led by a diverse range of creatives. So you can express your artistry however you choose to. If that sounds intriguing to you and you wanna learn more and you wanna deepen with us, go visit www.awakeninggenius.club The link is also in the show notes, so you can access it there. We're looking forward to building with you, and now let's get into the episode. super stoked because we've known each other for years and she's always been a very multifaceted artist and human being, but she's more recently switched her focus to embracing her intuitive and like mystical gifts. So that's what we came to talk to her about today. Yes. Yes. Super excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I've noticed this switch kind of happened about when COVID started, because you couldn't do your regular gig of photography, obviously, because we had to be in the house. But I know that you were into these things before that. So I'm curious how you got introduced to these magic arts. 
the magical arts. Yeah, I, I would say when I moved to San Francisco, I was born and raised in LA. I moved to San Francisco in 2013. And it was right around then that I just started opening my mind to different spiritual concepts. Like I had just started listening to Ram Dass podcasts. Like I was just starting to get into meditation. And it was like right around then that I had stumbled upon Shani Nicholas, who's a mega star astrologer now, who actually read my birth chart back in 2014 for the first time. And just seeing the way that she wrote about it and the way that she really approached horoscopes just blew my mind wide open. And I was also living with someone at the time in San Francisco who self-identified as a witch. And I was just like, that's so bold. That's so confident of you. That's so cool. This was like a, a familial thing too. And they had introduced me or given me tarot deck and I started reading Oracle cards, tarot cards. And so it was just then that like these ideas really started to bubble. And then over time, I started really like leaning more and getting more into them, especially as my freelance career started taking off. It was like really in tandem together. So for the last five years, as I've been doing photography, like also that's like the front facing side of me, but like the side of me that the public didn't see was just me doing like moon circles and moon ceremonies and like reading my friends tarot cards and like getting more into my birth chart, learning astrology through my own birth chart. And then like on my phone, I have tons of other charts saved of all of my friends and stuff. So it was just something I was interested in for such a long time. And then right around the time that COVID hit, I noticed that, or I knew very early on that my work, the, the way that I knew it and the frequency with which it was happening was, it, I just saw the ending. I saw the writing on the wall. I think people were like, oh yeah, things will come back to normal in a couple of weeks. I'm like, no, like there's a death happening here. And I noticed that also a lot of people were really struggling with the time that they were forced to spend in their homes alone, that like isolation. But I personally felt like I was thriving. I'm so used to being alone and having quiet time, quiet space to myself. So I saw it as an opportunity to really help people become more deeply acquainted with themselves in a way that maybe they haven't before. This is really, this is an opportunity for even deeper self-discovery because it's like, how are we going to come out of this? We're all being asked and invited to change. So that's the, the, the story yeah. of how Emotional Support Witch came to be. Yeah, I think that's great. It's, I feel like you're showing by example the process of letting something go and opening up to what feels more aligned in the present moment, which is hard for people because a lot of people don't like change. We like to stay in our routines until it's sometimes forced, which was, th this was a very forced change. But I also know that your connection with these like non-physical energies probably helps you like embrace the changes more because you can see the reflections in the other dimensions. Yes. And one thing I really appreciate about the way you interact with it is you make it very relatable. Like we had a, 
a reading, you know, not too long ago, maybe a month ago. And I felt one, your intuition was spot on, but two, it's just very down to earth for people that are only maybe peripherally familiar with astrology. Maybe they only know about the sun sign. Could you give a general, like how you can apply it to your life or make it make sense? Yeah. So sun sign, it's funny because I had learned recently that most astrologers actually write their horoscopes, not for your sun sign, but for your rising sign or your ascendant. And that's another really important aspect of your chart because it points to what you're here to do, what your motivation, what your per- what part of your purpose is. So part of your life purpose is your sun sign. Like it's a very important part of your chart, but then there's also your rising sign and it's what you're striving for, what you want to be known for. So that's really important too. And this, the rising sign determines the order of all of the houses. So when an astrologer is writing a horoscope, and they're seeing the movement of Mars through, where's Mars right now? Pisces. If it's like a Taurus rising, they'll be like, okay, Pisces is the 11th house. And this, so this Mars movement through your 11th house means certain things. But so that's determined on your rising sign. It's not really based off of your sun sign. So another really important aspect of your chart too is your moon sign. And that refers, that represents your, like your inner world, your emotions, like your instincts, how you were raised, your body, like your parents, like it's it, all of these really important aspects of our lives that aren't so outward focused. So it's really like a blend between these three, we call them the big three mm. placements that really give an idea, a well-rounded idea of who you are. And, but there's so much more than just those big three, right? There's our whole, we're our whole chart. We are all the signs. We are all the planets. And it's just getting to know how the planets are having conversations together, how they're interacting with each other in what houses, what signs that all kind of like flavors the individual in, in different ways. Right. Yeah. I think that probably most people are just familiar with the sun sign and then some go to the big three. That's about where my understanding really stops. I know that Venus has to do with like relationships or stuff like that, but not really. But one thing that I enjoyed that you offered was your witchify your week PDF. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a really cool way to make it tangible about, okay, on this day, this energy is more dominant. So maybe you could explain how you broke that down. What that, what what that is? Means. Yeah. Okay. So when I was freelancing, I've not had like a normal nine to five schedule for a very long time. I've like been on this alternative, like I create my own schedule. I really create my own week. You know, I have like loose business hours, but not really. And I I stumbled across this infographic like a long time ago. And I had started to like formulate or structure my life based off of the idea that every single day of the week is governed by a different planet. And this is wisdom that has been passed down for 5,000 years, I want to say. The ancient Babylonians who created the days of the week as we know them did it in order to revere and dedicate to 
each of the planets that were visible. And at the time, only seven planets were visible. And the idea is like all of these planets have different kind of like deities or they have different characteristics attached to them. But all of the, they're not really so external. It still exists within us. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We all have the sun. We all have the moon. We all have a Mars. We all have a Venus. And so every day of the week has the energetic signature of a different planet. The first day of the week being the sun, like our life force, our vital energy. Like that day is about us. It's about doing what we want. No, like, and that's my rule too, is I don't work on Sundays. Like Sundays are days that I literally go outside in the sun. I'm with friends and with family. I'm taking care of myself. I'm really just do, it's like my one day that I can do whatever I want. And then Mondays are ruled by the moon. So that's really a time where we nourish and we take care of our bodies and we, and we assess our emotions and we go within. And I think that this is why a lot of people do not like Mondays because they don't really like facing them, themselves and their emotions and what's mm. inside. People would rather run away. So there's this kind of like pop culture idea of, oh, Mondays suck because it's like the start of the week. First of all, it's not even intuitive to start your work week on a Monday. You're, the weekend really should be Sunday, Monday, and then it starts on Tuesday because mm. Tuesday is ruled by Mars, which is action, motivation. It's like drive, determination. It's like the will to do things. So I personally like to start my weeks, my work weeks on Tuesday. That's like I send out emails. I get to work on the projects. I launch the projects that I want to, to do. And then... Wednesdays are ruled by Mercury, which is all about communications. It's a really good time to have conversations. It's a really good time to share a message. It's a really good time to just speak, write, share ideas, have meetings. So I just, I think that it's just a really interesting alternative way of living our life because to be honest, the, the normal way that people live, like Monday to Friday, like in the weekends, like nine to five, it just doesn't resonate with me. And it hasn't for a really long time because I'm not a part of that matrix. I've exited from that matrix for a really long time. And it just, it keeps us like really tired and it keeps us going against our intuition. Mm. You know what I mean? I love it. Okay, so Sunday is the day to do you and be nourished and be revitalized by the sun. Mm -hmm. Monday is a day for you to be present with your emotions and, and your, your body, in, your internal sphere and your body. Mm -hmm. Tuesday is ruled by Mars. So it's a day to start action. And ideally yes. the week would start on Tuesday. Wednesday is Mercury, which is communication. So yes. Ideas, writing. Yeah. Thursday is Thursdays for Jupiter. It's, that's a day to, that's actually the day that I like to look at my money because ideally I would like my money to grow and Jupiter is about making things grow. I make, I, it's about making plans and like visualiz I, vi visualizing a, a, a different future. Like it's a good day to be really generous with other people. It's a good day to learn. Jupiter is all about higher education and our spirituality and our philosophy. So it's a really good day to like take a course online, expand your minds, like how, visualizing ways to expand your mind. What do you want to expand in your life? 
work with Jupiter on Jupiter's day to do that. And then my favorite day is Friday because it's Venus day and Fridays are in pop culture and in our society are known as paydays. Venus rules finances. What are, what else is Fridays? It's date night. What does Venus rule? Relationships, love, romance, flirtation. So it's like on some level, we intuitively already act like the planet on the day. Saturday, Saturn day is usually a day that people catch up on like work that they couldn't do during the week because they were busy with, you know, their job. So Saturday is like housework, cleaning, running errands, like handling those like earthly responsibilities so that Sunday we can just kick back, relax. Yeah, cool. You know? So interesting. So Venus, you said rules, finances and relationships. Yes. It's money and love. It's like what we value, what Hmm. is worthy to us. Yeah, that's a great, there's a lot of gems in there. My money, my finances day was usually Tuesday, but now I'll move it to Thursday or Friday. Friday is a good day to look at finances or Wednesday because Mercury really deals with data. So if you're like having to do a lot of data analysis or something like that, it's like, it's, I like to equate it like a, you're going with a current, like an energetic current, as opposed to swimming against it. Yeah. I was literally just thinking that we're tuned in. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an, an easy way for people to imagine it because fish are in the ocean. So that's all they know, but we can see the current and feel the current and they know it, even though they maybe couldn't name it. And human beings are in an energetic current. Totally. And I feel like what people like you have the ability to do is to tune in to, oh, now the current's going this way, or now it's going this way, it's being mm-hmm. pulled by this. You can take the time to learn it yourself, or you can tune into an expert like Christina and then get some guidance. I like to think of myself as like a weather person. Like I can, it's like astrology is basically like the weather. It's okay, today there's this, there's this aspect or whatever, be careful for this, or like today's a good day to do this. Like it's really, yeah, it's like working with the energy. And I will never forget the first time I heard the quote, the Nikola Tesla quote, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. We are energetic beings. Like we are energy. There is an electromagnetic field like around us. Like we can tell when somebody has bad vibes. We can tell when somebody has really good energy. And, and the moon li- literally affects our oceans and the tides. And like on full moons, more people go to the hospital, more people. So it's like these patterns have really been, we can see them play out. And so when people don't, when people think that they're disconnected from the cosmos, it's like, are you crazy? Like, yeah. You're so deeply connected to these things. Yeah, yeah. I think it's maybe what trips people up or people feel like it's it's an excuse not to take personal responsibility or to be determined. But I don't think that's what this is saying because you still have choice, but you can can go with energies or against them. Uh, Another example that's probably easy to understand, at a certain time of day, when it starts to get dark, your body will start to produce melatonin if it's dark so that you can sleep because it wants you to be rested and then the sun like wipes that away and you're able to face the day and it's you still have a choice to stay up during the nighttime if you want to but that's not the way the organic natural energy system is wired 
Exactly. And prior to this society that we live in now, our ancestors were so deeply connected to the rhythms and the cycles and the patterns of nature. Like they knew what, they just had such a, a really deep understanding from thousands and thousands of years of observational wisdom. And we've lost that right. over, t over time. I want to say that astrology specifically, there was like a very concentrated campaign or effort to discredit it like around the scientific revolution because it doesn't deal in it deals with energetic stuff and not so much physical reality and because we can't measure it in a lab and produce the same results like then all of a sudden it means it's not real and that's a very limited way of looking at the universe and i think that there was also a concentrated effort to to discredit the study of astrology because it gives people so much information about themselves. So information, knowledge is, is power. Mm. So imagine like stripping all of this knowledge and this power away from people. It's a lot easier to control. Them. Yeah, I hear that. So you're looking to empower people to be in more alignment. Exactly. It's like, why don't you get to know yourself in this way so that you have no doubt about what your mission is in life about who you are like at your essence at your core like our birth charts really tell us what our life purpose is like how incredible is that that information is there for everyone to see if you want to look it up there's i've always like I've gone my whole life being like, what's my purpose here? And thinking that it's so many other different things and it's, oh no, it's very simple. And you do birth chart readings, right? I do. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite astrology to do because it's birth charts are really your cosmic blue. It's a, your, it's the guidebook to your life. It's t tells all of your talents. It tells all of your shortcomings. It tells you, you know, what you'll be good at. It tells you what you'll be challenged by. There's so much information. Like even an hour long session for me is not enough sometimes. I'm like rushing through it because there's so much information. Yeah, I, I love that. And just to make it like tangible, could you give a couple of examples from your own chart and then explain what that means about your development sure. or your strengths? Sure. Okay, so I'm a Leo son. And Leos really need to be seen. We have to be, we have to, because we love the, uh, I don't want to say attention because it sounds so egotistical, but it's really, we need to be acknowledged for radiating our warmth and our energy because the ruling planet of Leo is the sun. And you can't help but notice the sun. You can't help but feel the warmth of the sun. Like, it's just, it's the brightest star, right? In our little galactic neighborhood. So I was, oh, my cat just jumped up. I was a theater major in, in high school. I'm sorry, in college. I was, I did theater in high school, but also in college. But this was like, I didn't really know anything about my, my birth chart. Like really prior to this, I just knew that I had a need to do this. Like I, 
my parents didn't even want me to be a theater major in college. They wanted me to do something more practical. And I was like, no, I need to do this. I need to express myself. I need to be seen. I need to tell stories. I need people to feel me. And then more recently, okay, another example is I'm a Capricorn rising and Capricorns are really known for their work ethic and being really good entrepreneurs and like business people. And your rising sign is like what you're, what you're here for, what you want to be known for. And I always, it's always been such a source of pride for me to be known for my professionalism to be known for like how good of my of a work of a worker I was and to and my accomplishments my achievements through my career or that's really what I've been so focused on for the last five and a half years was my career accomplishments that speaks to my Capricorn rising and then even going further than that Speaking of career, if you want to look at your career and what you're like really meant to do, you can look at the 10th house in your chart. And that's the area of our chart that can point to what kind of a career, like what's going to happen in our career world. And I have, it's the sign of Libra and I have moon and Venus in there. And that is, that speaks to creating beauty for a living, which is what I did through photography. I was known for my artistic gifts. Libra is a very artistic sign because it's ruled by Venus and I have Venus in Libra. So it's like, I really get to express and share those Venusian talents of mine with the public through my career. So did that answer that question? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very great. And uh, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I understand. So that's very cool. And, and now, now that we're slightly coming out of COVID, but you're, you've fully transitioned to this profession and emotional support, which mm-hmm. offering. Mm-hmm. So what are the different offerings people could come to you? They can get their birth chart read by me. And we, through that, we talk about your sun, moon rising, your Mars, your Venus, and then your nodes, the North node and the South node, which really point to the, the purpose. And then any like major aspects or any like major points in the chart that also need to be shared. So that's one. And then another one is I also do tarot readings. And tarot is one way of, I like to think of it as like a energetic check-in. People think of tarot as like, oh, I'm going to, tell your fortune. And I'm like, what if, what if we get the death card? Like, does that mean I'm going to die? I swear I've gotten that question like so many times. I'm like, chill. No, I physically am not going to predict your death. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what I can do, what a, a tarot reader does is it's like looking into the energy of the situation that you are coming to me about a love situation, or if it's a career situation, it's okay. Let's go into the nitty gritty of it and the cards really point to archetypes and significant parts on the journey of of the human journey like we all have the same archetypes in us we all have similar universal experiences and these are illustrated through the cards and so the cards will show us where we are at now what happens should we continue to go down this path 
maybe any advice? Like how can we switch up the energy? How can we continue it? Do you know what I mean? It's like a, yeah, it's just like an energetic check-in. So yeah, I do astrology. I do tarot readings and I'm trying to figure out a way to bring different one-on-one offerings, like more, maybe more coaching, more courses, more, just be more of a teacher and a leader in a way, but I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job. You just made this transition a couple of months ago and I've personally been really enjoying all that you've done and I've gotten a session from you and I would highly recommend it to anyone. Thank you so much. I know. Again, speaks to my Capricorn rising, like loses one job instead of just coasting and just chilling, relaxing. I'm like, okay, let me just like rebrand myself. Let me like get a new LLC. Let me like set up all these different new systems to create a new career for myself. I, which I just thought was really funny. I was like such a Capricorn rising. <laughs> yeah, and that's just inspiring energy to interact with in general, especially at this time when everyone's being forced to, to just create something new. Yeah, absolutely. We're going, 2020 is like a huge reshuffling year. It's like a huge restructuring year because the year started off with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn in my first house, actually, which is so funny because- it's such a it's such a death and it's such a rebirth and it's such a restructuring for me personally myself my the who I present as in the world because their first house is really like the it's the first house that people see of you it's what people know you as but collectively in the whole world the Saturn Pluto conjunction kicked off coronavirus it kicked off like all of these this critical conversation that we're having in this country about race and who knows because saturn's going to go back into capricorn and it's going to touch the same degrees as it was in the beginning of the year so it's it's really not over yet Mm. i think people need to hear that so i'll repeat it again that you said it's really not over yet no so we got some more cleansing to do i i feel like healing happens in waves and yeah. there's a limit that can happen in one wave. So it'll happen and then you get a breather and then you got to go back in and like clean things up a little bit more. Just an invitation for people to be aware of that. And if you need more guidance and insight, then you have an emotional support witch here to help you with that process. Exactly. And I freely share information online about what's happening collectively, mostly through my Instagram. But yeah, if you want like a personalized, like how is this energy affecting me or what's a good next step for me or whatever? Yeah, you can book a private session. I'll make sure to get your Instagram handles and your website to put in the show notes. And if y'all out there want to connect with Christina and dive a little bit deeper, you can do that. Yay. I would love to. It's, it brings me so much joy to speak with people and to relate to people like this, because a lot of people, this is their first introduction to all this information. And I feel like people are a little bit more open to mysticism now. Neptune is in Pisces. So it's, it is like opening people up a little bit, but I just think that people in general are like, there's got to be something more to life than just going to work, paying bills, you know, what we have become accustomed to. So 100%. And I feel (laughs) like the, the more open we are to what that more is, the easier it will be to transition through this time. Exactly.
Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off here? No, just to anyone listening, just take it really easy this year. Mm. Be very gentle. It's not really a time to push forward and to do, a, you know, take it one day and one step at a time and take a lot of time to yourself to replenish, refresh, reflect. We have all these planets in retrograde. Like people are just, their minds are being blown wide open. Just be gentle, be easy mm. for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's good for me because I like to to do a lot. So I appreciate I know, Aries. The, the reminder. <laughs> Aries, Libra, Moon, Libra rising now. Yes. yes. Awesome. Well, all cardinal signs. They yeah. like to initiate, take action. That's true. But I appreciate the invitation to to nourish, to heal. And thank you for your time and sharing your presence and your energy. Thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure. All right, fam. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Awakening Genius and that you feel closer to embodying your full creative expression. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Connect with us on social media at Awakening Genius. And if you want to go deeper into anything we talked about on this episode, you can go to awakeninggenius.club. This is Dijon. Much love. Peace.